This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Thanks to our sponsor, the well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris. She has various planners for every homeschool need, and the prayer journal is brand new. A planner is not a planner unless it is a well-planned planner. The well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris, is a homeschool mom who has a gift, and she shares her talents with us in her planner series. A few of the amazing planners available are the well-planned day, student planners, and even the high school four-year planner. The newest planner is the well-planned prayer planner with an all-in-one planner and organizer. Organize your day with a focus on placing God first. Journaling 101 as well as scripture verses permeate this beautiful book. Take it everywhere and you will have all the information you need at your fingertips. Best of all, it becomes a keepsake and a wonderful guide for making prayer a priority. This journal is truly life-changing. Visit wellplannedgal.com for more information. Hey everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz. On the line with me is Meredith Curtis and today we are going to talk about learning something new. You can find the show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com and just look for learning something new. And Meredith is um, the owner and operator of um, a, well, lots of different things. uh, she has done in the past the Finish Well Conference, which has been a, a wonderful blessing for so many, and hopefully that's going to be coming back soon. And then also, Meredith, you have written books. I know you have several uh, websites. Um, so tell us about uh, where we can find more of your books and products. Oh, I'd love to. Um, I am the, our, my company, Powerline Productions. If you want to buy any of our books, and we have cookbooks and unit studies and high school classes and curriculum, and now we have picture books. We have our first set of picture books, so we're really excited. And um, you can find us at powerlineprod.com. And if you want just a lot of freebies for helping with homeschooling, our most popular page is our reading list. That's on joyfulandsuccessfulhomeschooling.com or just jshomeschooling.com. And then, of course, she mentioned Finish Well. If you're interested in Finish Well, that's finishwellcon.com. And finally, I have a personal website, meredithcurtis.com. And if you go on there now and read my blogs, my blog is on, there's a blog on that website too. You can read all about my daughter's engagement. My, our recent, so one of the recent blogs. So anyway, hope that um, we'll see you soon online somewhere. Oh, that's wonderful. And, um, of course, my products are at MediaAngels.com as well as um, one of the podcasts I'm doing now, uh, besides this one, is called A Few Minutes with God Podcast. And um, 
It's amazing how the Lord uh, confirms different things, and I, I was just really um, blessed because uh, yesterday um, I used a, a scripture verse that ended up being our reading for the day. So, um, you know, that whenever that kind of thing happens, I just always praise God because um, it's just, you know, things kind of dovetail together and, and I didn't even realize that. But yesterday's uh, podcast, um, which is episode 47, is on Christian hospitality. And it's not so much of a, you know, you do this, this, and this, but it also is um, something that I feel like we are called to. And some people are uh, blessed about that uh, a little bit more than that. And um, also another God incident is, is I did talk about Meredith um, in that podcast because I call Meredith our modern-day Mother Teresa. Um, and I shared a little story in there about one of the first times I stayed with you, Meredith. And um, anyway, um, you'll have to go to that podcast and listen Aww, to it. So I want to. Because uh, I love most- Okay, I love Mother Teresa, and I feel feel like, you know, Meredith um, just is an example of that. You are always so uh, warm and welcoming and, um, you know, to the point of inviting people over that you barely know. And uh, and that just is, is such a, a wonderful example to all of us. Well, today we are going to talk about learning something new and, um, you know, what other time is a more perfect time than the present, right? And even as we're recording this during the summer months, um, we can always, um, you know, think about that um, in the sense of, you know, blessing, um, you know, our children with some new information that they can learn all their lives. And so one of the things I wanted to talk about was crafts and arts and crafts. And when um, my kids were little and we would do crafts together, I have more of an artistic bent than my children. And so um, things worked out really well and, you know, everybody was all proud of what they did. And when my daughter uh, got married and had her own children and tried doing crafts, her memories of doing crafts were when she did them at home with me. And she finally called me in frustration one day and she goes, Mom, did you help us a lot and we just didn't really know it uh, because this shoe was not coming Aww. out right. So I just started laughing and I would always say things like, you know, would you like me to help? Do you need help with that? Or how about trying it like this? And I would just show them on a piece of paper, not necessarily take it over. And, um, and so, because, you know, she was kind of limited, like she can sew and I can't sew. So we all have different gifts. But, um, right. you know, there is a, a right and a wrong way to do things. And one of the things I love about crafts during the summer is you can think about making Christmas presents. And I know um, I was telling Meredith, I go, we should do a podcast about, you know, Christmas in July. And then I started thinking, no, I don't want to think about Christmas in July. <laughs> but Oh, my um, goodness. But what a, right? But what a perfect yes. time. <laughs> Not ready. <laughs> But what a perfect time to start thinking about making some little gifts. And and we do that with our family. Our family uh, does do some of the homemade gifts that we do. So we want to um, be able to do that in a time when we're not so rushed and, um, and, and have that time. That's true. And, you know, there's nothing more fun 
than a bunch of ladies getting together and making a craft. And I remember a few summers ago, we were getting ready for Kate's wedding, and all the bridesmaids and some of the moms in the church came over and we put together the flowers for the aisles and stuff like that. And none of us knew anything about floral arranging. And so one one of the moms, Mary, she had actually done that. And so she was showing us how to arrange it. And it ended up being really, really fun. And of course, you know, there's always the person when someone's learning something new, there's always that person in our group, it was Phoebe, but there's always one person who just is so good at something and the rest of us just kind of, you know, okay, I'm done with mine here, Phoebe, you do it. But um, another, another, um, a craft that I would, um, I would like to do this summer. I don't really do it. Um, I've, done it one or two times, but I'm not very good at it. I think you're good at this, but um, in our homemaking class in co-op this year, we did cake decorating, and the girls loved it, and every time they had cake, you know, they did cake decorating, I, like, snuck into class and helped because the frosting was so good, but (laughs) I I ended up really, like, enjoying it, and so I was thinking that this summer... That is kind of something that I thought would be fun to do with my kids. And, you know, of course, my kids are older, but still, it would be something that we could do on a Sunday afternoon after church. And um, just one of my friends, Sarah, Felice, you know Sarah, she just picked it up, and she is so, so good at it. And um, she did her her son's birthday cakes. And um, anyway, so cake decorating is is a fun craft. It is. And I actually, I'm a baker, but the decorating, like my cakes look nice, but they're not like a wedding cake. And and Christina and another one of her friends, um, they helped. And and actually, I have a link in here. It's called Weddings on the Cheap. Meredith and I did that. Yes, we did. I think it was last summer um, because both of us had a hand in our daughter's wedding. But um, Christina and a friend decided to learn how to decorate um, cakes and made her friend's wedding cake. And the one thing they did was they purchased um, octagonal um, cake tins so that it would be an octagonal shape. But it was absolutely gorgeous. And, of course, we got to eat her her little demos as she was, you know, perfecting the frosting. And she got the frosting um, to... You know, it had to be whipped um, a long time. I remember, like, to really aerate it, and mm. um, and it and it was absolutely delicious. And they had, you know, some fresh fruit and things like that. Um, also, a friend of ours made Christina's cake, um, and it was probably one of the best cakes. It was a like a strawberry shortcake. Um, it oh, had yum. layers of strawberry filling. Yeah, it was really because you know you don't think of that for wedding cakes, but no. But it was really good. And so, you know, that's big money. I mean, wedding cakes, that's why wedding cakes tend to be small and then they bring out a sheet cake because then you can't really tell. Um, yeah. Because wedding cakes can start like at $1,000. Oh, you know, this, yes. This young, yeah, this young lady didn't have the money for that. And um, and I didn't have to pay for Christina's because it was a gift from my friend to her, which was wonderful. But um, but that is you know it's it can even turn into a side business so that's wonderful. 
Um, okay, so another um, thing would be work on some building projects. I know, um, you know, some of the dads out there have some things that they're working on. And around here, um, our, my husband, my son-in-law, my son, they're, they're all really handy. And so those are really good times to take, you know, the boys or the girls, because even the girls want to learn, and to teach them how to make some things. Again, I'm always thinking, you know, well, who could we give this to? So um, we were looking at some um, shelves at the store, and I forget, I think they're called like floating shelves. They're they're uh, screws that are drilled in the wall, and then there's notches in the back of the shelf so that they sit on these protruding things or their dowels. I don't even know how they do it. But um, they look like they're suspended from the wall with no brackets, and they're really cool oh, wow. looking. And you're not, you're not going to put super heavy things on it. I guess you could if it was mounted right and on the wall studs and all of that. But um, but anyway, the the kids did some projects and they came out fabulously. And I was so happy because I was looking at buying a set of shelves and they were really expensive, just even at the local you know, warehouse stores. And um, so, you know, they, they took their time and they sanded them. And it's, again, another little project teaches the kids patience and, you know, it's not going to come out perfect in you know, the first time or safety. Another one of our friends, um, and it was really cute because I noticed it on our homeschool website, that they were, he was teaching the kids how to make pens and he makes these pens out oh, wow. of wood. So they're beautiful, and then you, you just stick in, you know, he buys the little filler things. And I remember my kids learning how to do that with him, and he's still doing it, you know, now for um, his grandson is five, and um, and they still have, I think, a little daughter who's who's 10 maybe. I don't know how old Sophia is. But, you know, it was on a, on a uh, turn thing or whatever. But it's like, you know, you ask people in your homeschool group or, you know, neighbors or maybe people at church and just find out, you know, who those handy people are if it's not something, you know, that you can do. Or, of course, there's always the YouTube videos to learn how to do all this yes, stuff. Yes, there are. You know? <laughs> and, it's, well, and it, again, it's such a wonderful thing. One summer we had um, – well, you've met her, Aisha, who's getting married in November, but she moved in with us and there was, there was just, there were three kids now in that one bedroom. And so my husband said, well, we're going to have to build, you know, we're going to have to get some bunk beds. And then he decided to um, build them himself. And what was kind of cool about that is that, you know, he built them with, a young man who was discipling and his son. And so it was a really fun time of bonding. And um, so that was kind of cool because they'd never done that before. And I think they watched a YouTube video, but um, they right. did it. And, um, and what was neat is just there's something special when you've built something, you know, it just, you have that sense of accomplishment. And um, I think a lot of times we can do more than we think we can, you know, especially our kids they think oh i could never do that but um so anyway that's kind of cool i think that's great the third for us especially is is 
sports. Now, I never played sports in school other than, you know, rec sports. And um, and I always am very grateful to all of my uh, sorority sisters out there at college, at uh, Florida Southern, who allowed me to play basketball and uh, softball, and I made them put me in because I was the president. <laughs> so it was kind of like, <laughs> it was not very good. <laughs> But they oh put my! Me a little bit here and there. I could hit the ball, but as far as you know, doing all of this other stuff, I was kind of a baseball or softball dummy. But um, but I just uh, never really trained, and that wasn't anything that was encouraged at our house. Um, but now, with a husband who played college sports, my youngest three especially have really focused on that, and so that means summer training. And I was telling Meredith before we went live. Um, we didn't ever, um, other than coaches, have a professional trainer working with them except for last summer um, we did. And when Anne went back to college, she was way ahead of what some of the other girls were doing because, you know, everybody's hanging out. And I actually, it was over Christmas. That was part of their Christmas present. And at first she wasn't super thrilled about it, but then when she went back to school, her coach was very impressed with how how well she was doing, how you know, and this is just um agility training. There are so many places if you look in town, um, that they set up these obstacle courses and you can do this in your own yard, even if you have a small yard. You know, you can um set up these little obstacle courses, go get some cheapy cones and and do things like that. So they were doing things like sprints and, you know, running around. And, like, um, one of the things, uh, there was a sand pit at one of the parks, and he took both Ann and Mike there, and he was having them, like, throwing them balls, and they were having to lunge and do some different things or, like, run through the sand so they got their legs got strong and he made it fun, but it also was hard work. You should have seen them at cool. the end of that hour. <laughs> uh-huh. But it just you know, like you can you can just train and just get fit for something. I've heard of kids who run, you know, these little marathons with their parents. My niece's kids um run the Disney marathon. She runs the bigger portion of it and then the kids have their own races and I just think that those are the things, you know, like we want our kids to be in good shape. And if we don't encourage it, it's difficult. And both of my kids now are collegiate, um, I can't even, they're they're college athletes. I knew there was sports. Yes. (laughs) And and they've earned full scholarships. So, so you know, it's like, it is. And that's also God. Um, I have to give him all the glory for it. So it has just been a real blessing, but they have worked really hard. It wasn't like they just sat, um, you know, even um, this summer, my son is either going to the baseball field with his friends to do stuff, and Ann's been going as well. Um, and if he, the days he doesn't go, he's here doing things. So, um, you know, and, and it, it's really cool to watch because also nutrition, which is something I've harped on for a very long time because my kids seem to be, they're, they're carbohydrate junkies. Um, and so, you know, now he's got, Mike has his list of, of food that he's supposed to be eating. And wouldn't you love someone to say to you, Meredith, you need to gain 10 pounds? I wish somebody yes. would say that to me. Yes, 
yes, yes. <laughs> oh my. Well, that's right. That's where he is too, and and so and he was like complaining. It takes me so long to eat now, because he doesn't eat fast, which I think that's one of the keys to being thin is you eat really slow and you savor your food, but it also fills you up. So, right. Um, well, we um, in our family were not. My husband was very athletic, like your husband, um, but of course, you know he doesn't. Um, none of us play any, none of my kids play anything, you know, at a college level, but they do love to get together. And we do a lot of things like we'll go to parks and, you know, bring a football and play touch football or bring a soccer ball and play soccer. And one of the things that I loved so much is when, um, I was kind of concerned about my kids not really ever getting to play those team sports, you know, like soccer, basketball, and stuff like that, because once they were in high school, you know, it's not like you can play high school basketball for the YMCA. So, um, Mm -hmm. and they weren't really wanting to play for high school and do it that intensely. So um, I had been praying, and the Lord put it on someone's heart to start something called um, it was Sunday sports at the time because we were sharing another church's building. We were having church on Saturday night. And so on Sunday mornings, they would all get together and they would play sports. And sometimes they would play um, soccer. Sometimes they would play touch football, baseball. So my kids ended up getting to know all the sports. And it was really fun because it was all ages together and um, but it, it was definitely, there was some good playing out there. So that was kind of neat. And that's something that I would never have really thought about. But, um, you know, we've really enjoyed um, doing sports together, like at, you know, events like birthday parties and things like that. And that's something fun to do in the summer, especially like to learn a new sport, like say, okay, everyone, let's learn archery or, you know, because every sport has their own um, rules and, yeah, and technique. That's the word I was looking for, technique. So it's kind of cool. Well, I did did play uh, tennis and then took tennis lessons and the kids did as well as an adult. And I would always warn people that I wasn't very good and I could – I could hit the ball, but I wasn't, you know, like, and I think a lot of sports for me is like, it's an intellectual game. Like, you know, where, like my husband would say when we would play tennis, like, can't you see where the ball's going to be hit? And I couldn't, but he could. So, right. you know, that's like a skill you learn and either you, you know, it's like another one of those, either you have it or you don't, or you can learn right. to perfect that. So there are a lot of things that you can do with the kids. And I remember one year for Christmas, we gave the kids bow and arrows. And they had targets, um, you know, I'm blessed again to have a big yard to be able to do this kind of stuff. But um, but that was nice um, that they could do that. So it doesn't have to be formalized, but it also can be something that you pick up. And there are so many, um, you know, friends, neighbors, um, or again, you know, just get on the computer and learn yourself because one thing um i want to add you know and and this could be actually under crafts is sewing um i remember my sister-in-law 
years ago, never knew how to sew, and my mother was really good at sewing, and she taught herself, like, with books back in the day of the library and no YouTube and no Internet, and she learned to sew beautifully. It was amazing. So these are things we can teach ourselves, and back in the day, if you could get a book and learn how to do it, you can do it. So she she would say things like that, and then even with um, writing our novels, when Christina and I started writing, I had already written some books, and she said, well, I want to write this novel, and I said, you know, Christina, I tried, I'd actually tried in my 20s to write a novel, and I had submitted it, and I felt like, you know, I'd gotten um, comments back, which now I heard is a really good thing, because usually they just send you a stamped letter, you know, or form letter, but um, but I, it never got published, and I kind of gave up. And Christina said, Mommy, we're homeschoolers. We can figure it out, you know. And so <laughs> you want to give your children. Because we're homeschoolers. We can figure it out. So because um, you, you do, you, you can, you know, change your schedule around and make it work. And so that's one of the things that, you know, we did. And you can do it too, whether it's teaching yourself how to uh, sew or it's, you know, teaching your kids. It, it's a matter of just really wanting to do it. Um, okay, so for number four, I, in the last two are more of a, uh, I don't know if you'd say philosophical, but four is a renewing of your faith. I um, do things with the children <clears throat> from time to time, and mostly it would be around a, like a Christmas time or an Easter time, and now that my kids are grown, um, it is summertime where I'll pick out a book that we're all going to read as a family excuse me and discuss that is so fun and I we don't do that in a formal way but it seems like if one person picks up a book and they're really inspired by it then the next the rest of the family wants to read too and one of the things that happened one of the things that happened um, about 18 months ago, because we did the mission trip last summer, is Shine got this idea, why not do a local mission trip? So she um, talked to her dad, who's the pastor, and he talked to the leaders, and they all agreed. And so she put together this local mission trip where um, people took off work, and we went out witnessing, and we went out sharing the gospel, and it was really, really exciting. So, um, you know, like you said, some our homeschoolers sometimes they just realize, hey, we can do anything. <laughs> right. Well, and I think too, you know, if you're open to the Lord's leading, He will um, encourage you to do these things. Uh, it, yes. It's not always, and and don't also don't feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I I can barely get through the day, and now you're asking me to do all these things. I mean, not it's pick one or pick something that you know, means something to you. It's like, um, you know, for us, when I came up with that whole course of the book of Proverbs, everybody would say, you know, read a proverb, you know, you can read Proverbs in a month. And I remember starting that and I thought, oh my gosh, I need to think about this. There's so much here. And and I started the course and our family did it. And I uh, created the recordings in three different levels because I wanted my grandchildren to to learn this and I want you know so it had to be on a on a different level for them so I had like short little recordings 
of things to think about, you know, scriptures to read, and then some fun activities to do with that. And it turned into, for our family, a two-year course. And then wow. I, you know, I, I got, I know it was ridiculously long, <laughs> but then I got people's response back and they said, well, we want to do it in one school year. So I remember re- revamping it and giving them like two lessons so it can turn into like a nine month instead of an 18 month. So I guess it was a year and a half. So, um, you know, and that is available on the Media Angels membership site, but it just, um, was such a blessing because there's so many life lessons to learn in the book of Proverbs. So, yes. you know, you can do that as a family. And I think, you know, one of the things that I, I always thought about, um, somebody said one time, you know, they said, well, you know, so many people are leaving the church and we can probably get into a whole nother podcast on that and a discussion on that. And, you know, why is that happening? And it's happening you know, for one of the reasons, I'm sure there's multi-reasons, but one is I believe that the children have never embraced faith as their own. It's their parents' faith, and mm. they're just going through the motions. You know, we go to church on this day, and we go to this Bible study, and we do this event, rather than, you know, accepting the Lord as their save, you know, Lord and Savior and following him and saying to the Lord, you know, I'm going to give you this time you know, direct me or speak to me or, you know, lead me to a scripture or, um, you know, whatever. Um, As a segue, um, which probably I shouldn't get into this now, but like I heard, read something on the internet and somebody was floored that a pastor said he actually heard the Lord. Now, I didn't get into it. I didn't go to the link. I didn't go, um, you know, research what this meant, you know, if he felt like he had actually physically seen the Lord and the Lord spoke to him but it was like all of these people were up in arms like this could not happen and I thought of course it can happen it's never happened to me but why can't the Lord speak to somebody and and to me it just showed this um this disconnect about what what Christianity is, and if it's not, if God's not leading you in some way, which is, again, the whole reason I started the other podcast, mostly for my family, um, and some of my local friends listen to it, um, but it's it's because there's such a disconnect, for lack of a better word, of your you know, here is my life, this is the path I'm walking, and I'm on this road, and these are the things I do every day. And then I take a right turn on Sunday, and I go to church, and I give God an hour or two hours, and then I go back on my path of my every day. And um, I did a series on examination of conscience, and one of the things that really hit me was that I wasn't really keeping holy the Sabbath because there always was some little work thing that didn't get done. Like we send out our newsletter on Monday, uh, like at 4 in the morning, and sometimes I didn't get a chance to proof it, and I would do it on Sunday. So I've now um, told all of the wonderful people that help out with the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network that we are not working on, I'm not working on Sunday. And it just mm. really, because, you know, it started creeping in, Meredith, and I didn't realize it. So right. a lot of times when I do different, like I pray and say, okay, you know, what should I talk about? 
and I I do things like that. It's really for me, um, and and the Lord shows me things. So that's why you know each summer when now that my children are older and I want to do this renewal of faith, um, the book that we're reading now is called uh, Resisting Happiness. And um, it's by Matthew Kelly. And I was really irritated at the title because I thought none of us resist happiness. And we want to be happy. But then he showed us the ways that we really resist God's grace, the grace that God's mm. giving us. And for him, it started with, and I thought this was kind of a confirmation again, was spending 10 minutes a day. He was, um, you know, given that challenge by someone who he really respected and a mentor to spend time in quiet with God. And he said it was amazing how much happier he was when he Mm. just did that. So resisting means not allowing ourselves to spend that time or, you know, um, because I I couldn't get past the title so I could enjoy the book. (laughs) 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 And when I told my daughter, one of my daughters, we were reading it, um, Christina was fine with it and and she and her husband did it together. But, you know, uh, one of my other, my other daughter was like, you know, pitched a fit over the title. We don't resist happiness and da 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 da. And I said, yes, you are my child. That's but, so cute. Um, Aww. Yeah. But I love that. I love that, you know, uh, Shine, her her idea, you know, which obviously is because she's close to the Lord, was that's faith in action. And yes. that's, you know, showing others the love of Christ by, by doing that. There's a friend of mine, um, she has a street mission group and she's really cute she's like um the next time we go felice i really want you to come and i said why and she said because you'll talk to anybody (laughs) 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 i will so i i'll I'll have to report back if if i i do go um she's back and forth between going up north right now but actually i'll see her later today so i'll have to ask we have a meeting for our ministry, but um, I'll have to ask her about that. Okay, and the last one, last point I have, and I'm really excited because um, I'm hoping and praying, and as you guys hear this, um, join me in prayer, um, because Meredith, I'm hoping, will teach us some some of these classes, but teaching the art of um, not necessarily argumentation and rhetoric, but our our kids need to learn how to um, to hold discussions where you can agree to disagree, but you can still make a point, and making a point that's succinct and that really shows your values. So um, as I was talking to Meredith about that, I said to Meredith, well, you must have a book about this because you have so many books. And <laughs> Meredith said she did. And she was actually going to revamp a little bit of it. And so so tell us about um, what you've done with your kids, because you said you did this before they left to go to college. Yes. With all of my children, I found this really neat book. And we do two different things. And so one of them is this book called Understanding the Times. And under the, Understanding the Times examines the worldview of every different um academic discipline. So psychology, sociology, law, history, philosophy, 
um, theology, all of those things, but it looks at the Islam worldview, the New Age worldview, the humanist worldview, the postmodern worldview, and of course, the Christian worldview. And very, very um, interesting book. We we went through it. I went through it. My older two kids read it. And then when they went away to college, um, you know, they were able to recognize my professor is, is postmodernist with a little bit of new age in there. So therefore, he's probably going to hold these beliefs. This is how I can respond to him. And um, and they were able to defend their faith in, in different classes. So then when my younger kids came along, I thought, you know, we to sit down and have my kids read this book in the summer, that's just like, that's a lot. But what if we digested it more slowly? What if I made it a class? What if we did role playing? What if, you know, we just had a little bit more fun with it and did it with some of their friends? So it ended up turning into a homeschool co-op class. And we ended up doing, um, so I ended up making this little class, and um, we really had a great time with it. And all of my children have been able to recognize what is being said that's true, what is being said that's not true, and why is it not true, and then how can I respond in a loving, respectful way. And I love what you were sharing with me earlier, Felice, before we went on the air, because Annie was so respectful in the way she shared, and yet, like you said, the teacher didn't agree with her, but respected the way Annie Andy handled it, and um, that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing you want to do. You want to raise children like that who will, you know, defend the Lord's ways in a classroom setting, but not just so that they can, oh, I'm right and you're wrong, but so that they can win the hearts of those people that are outside of Christ so that they can come to know Jesus and understand the truth of the word of God. And like, you know, being blessed, like the book you mentioned, they can walk in God's ways, which brings blessing and happiness. Right. And, you know, I was asking Meredith, you know, to think about teaching this to our children, because one of the things that upsets me today is that there is such anger and, you know, not necessarily on just a leftist side. There's anger on both sides. Um, But I think that um, what's hurting us the most is that people don't listen. And years ago, um, when I was taking my teaching classes, they taught us the art, you know, which is a psychological technique of effective listening, which mainly you are saying, to that person, so this is what you're saying. So the example I gave Meredith earlier, too, was when I was um, in a situation where um, I was defending um, a decision I made. And so instead of reacting to the accusation, I said to the person, you know, so what I'm hearing is that you're saying that I uh, support this group because, you know, on what basis? And, you know, lady couldn't tell me. And then my next question was, so you're saying that I support this group based upon a non, um, you know, a, a reasoning that doesn't exist. And she had to admit that, you know, or she floundered because she didn't have anything to say. And sometimes when you say that to a person, because you're upset and you really, you know, a lot of times I don't know what to say. 
And if you just take a minute and you say, so is this what you're saying, they have a chance to either say no or yes. I mean, that was a technique we were supposed to use with children in the classroom. You know, if a mm. child, um, it's difficult for me as a parent because I expect my kids to listen and I have this level of expectation. Right. So it would be an example of my, you know, me telling my, you know, telling a child it's time to go to bed. And, well, mommy, I don't want to go to bed. So I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, darling, so you're telling <laughs> me that you don't want to go to bed, even though mommy said you're supposed to go to bed, you know. And then the child saying, yes, mommy, that's right. I don't want to go to bed. So it's like, okay, now right. what? You know, so for for things like that, you know, it, it would be very difficult. Um, that's why you teach children routine and um, that's when it's the hardest is when you kind of get out of routine. You know, at this time we do this and this and this. And then they understand it's bedtime and enough said. But um, but I do think there is a place for effective listening. It really helped me in the situation where I was, you know, for lack of a better word, sparring with five other people who were all diametrically opposed to my belief. But the fact that I could walk away at the end getting them to agree with me on three points that they would never have agreed with me about if I hadn't kind of laid this laid it out logically because there's there's right you know, there's certain ways to argue and you know argue a point without being belittling or you know like I said to this one lady who was angry I said are you going to, you know, it sounds like you're very angry. And she goes, I'm furious. And I said, um, how long will you remain furious? And she goes, for as long as it takes. And I said, do you know that anger is one of, you know, the biggest causes of illness? I said, you know, being angry, you know, so I brought it back to not the situation, but her own personal health. And she she right. kind of faltered and she said, yes, I know. I She said, you know, I've been having these horrible headaches and stressed and stomach issues. Well, then don't be so angry. You know, we can, and that's why, you know, with the situation of what's happening today, I feel like we need to, you know, do it with love and with grace, like you said, to win over people's hearts, not necessarily to change their minds. That's up to the Lord. And, and that was something... Right. I have to say, you know, as an excited Christian in my 30s, you know, where I kind of felt like I had a renewal of faith, I thought I needed to go evangelize the world, Meredith. Whether it was my CPA that I was having lunch with about business needs, who, you know, was falling away from her denomination, or, and I just realized that unless the Lord calls you to that specific person or that situation, then you you kind of, you know, you can maybe say something or share something that's happened in your life, but you can't make a person change, and that's God. I felt like, you know, like my husband said to me, he always sees things so clearly. He said, Felice, do you think that you are to plant the seeds and also reap them. <laughs> yeah. And he said, we may never like see. To. You know, right? But he, and he said, you know, we may never see that. And finally, I, I agreed and said, yes, you're right. And it's not my job. And yeah. my daughter, you know, Christina is really, really good at that. You know, like she's 
because she's got all these little ones and she has to put things in perspective, she always says, you know, this is not, you know, not my not my problem. I have enough of my own. These are my problems right now and these are the things I need <laughs> to take care of. Right. So, um, anyway, it's wonderful talking to you. I'm excited about the, um, hopefully in the future we'll be able to, you know, teach some, um, you know, classes about this or have you teach them and we'll offer them to our audience and also, um, you know, your book and teaching materials because I think this is something that's very needed today. Amen. Well, thank you so much for having me on. God bless you, everyone. All right. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.